Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? I am the stone that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know your love from your right. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that let you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm going to remain a soldier till the war is won. Born. <laughs> What's going on, people? All right, a little different intro. You know, I was watching uh, the Boondocks last night and just had a flashback and decided to pay homage, I guess. Shouts out to Aaron McGruder. I want to welcome all of you to not just another edition of the Talk to Q radio show, but the 700th edition of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy. And this is my show. And, you know, every time I hit another milestone, all I can do is shake my head. Like, how in the world did I get here? How did something that started off as just a bucket list item, you know, me wanting to host a talk radio show, turn into over 1,000 hours of talk radio show gold? Now, reaching episode number 700 is definitely something that I'm proud of. And, I mean, I was trying to think of how I could celebrate. But, I mean, I figured the best way to do it is to continue to do what I normally do. Having a show that's a lot of fun. But, you know, keep the topics real. Let the show legends do their thing. And kind of move along like that. You know, I've done the flashback shows. I've done the shows where you invite voices from the past to kind of reunite and All of that's fun. It's great. But it's one of those been there, done that things, you know. And now we're 50 episodes away from um, T2Q as we know it, from things changing. And so we're starting to count down now, you know. We're counting up to the milestone of 700. And now we're starting to count down. But in the meantime, we're going to do our thing. We're going to enjoy ourselves. And we're going to discuss a plethora of different things. But before I do all of that, I know there's some of you who may be new to the show. Let me explain how this show works so you can kind of get a feel of what to expect. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored, because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, 
Then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q show number 700 starts right after a word from my sponsors. SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley. Time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have had a superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to... TheCrystalShow.com for being a sponsor of the Talk to Q Radio Show. And my thanks to SFX Valley for being the official sponsor of the Talk to Q Radio Show, the official sponsor of show number 700. My thanks to SFX Valley for your support. Okay, again, like I said, this is show number 700. Um and it's just, I don't know, it's just so funny to be here and, um, you know, and, and look back on where the show has come from. If you went back and listened to the very first show where the theme song was about four seconds long, it was a sample of um, Mr. Big, a song by 8-Ball and MJG. And you look from then the people that we had on the show and how the show evolved and how the callers evolved. You know, we went from, you know, I guess you could say some of your more emotional type of callers to people who are a little more cerebral. Now it doesn't mean that the people now don't have that passion or that fire because they do, but it's kind of a different approach to answering some of the questions. Um, back in the day, it wasn't uncommon for someone to get into a shouting match on this show, hang up and never call again. And we've had some people who have done that. But the people that 
hang in there, you know, the show legends or the ones who are uh, possess the qualities of a show legend, they, they keep calling back. Even though it can get tough at times, they keep calling back. And we continue to just keep doing our thing and understanding that, hey, you know, all we want are just opinions. You know, the tagline of the show, no experts, just opinions. And if you're willing to share your mind, there's always going to be a place for you whenever this show is on the air. So let me go to the phone lines. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coast Line of Pensacola, Florida. To welcome on the man in black, making his way to the rain. What's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you doing? Outstanding, man. Just trying to, you know, trying to keep it going. All Show right. 700, man. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, wild to be on Show 700, man, and being a part of this has been, you know, what a what a great ride it's, it's, it's been, you know, it's been. So, you know, we continue to do it and divvy it up week in, week out, man, and just. All right. Appreciate you being here, man. And I will go to the 517 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit, to welcome on the author, the hostess, the show legend, Hey, Q, how are you? I'm doing well. How's everything going up there? Going fine. Um, not that far out from Detroit, though. <laughs> not that far out. Um, but anyway, congratulations on good. your. I'm sorry. It sounds I said, but good. It sounds good when I say it. Uh, okay. Um, congrats on your 700. Um, you've Thank done you. very well with your shows. You. Um, you're one of the ones who, or the main ones actually, who inspired me to actually do my show and add it to, you know, a lot of the other media stuff that I do. So I, uh, you know, have to say thank you for that. And thank Aww. you for keeping your platform going. It's such an well, honor you. to be a part of it. Oh, it's been an honor to have you and Buck be strong components of the show, to be pillars of the show. Uh, but Lord sure knows there were... There's some nights, if it weren't for you two, I've been talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> I told you, that can be easy, though. <laughs> yeah. Just got to keep talking. It's cool. Yeah. And then I think back to some of the shows, um, some of the early shows, where it was just me and Eminem for 45 minutes. Well, it was just Eminem <laughs> for 45 minutes. It was the, right. the Eminem show featuring Q. And um, <laughs> yeah, but we had a good time though. Just listen to him ramble on everything, and I don't know if you all ever go back and listen to any shows, but if you just go back to like maybe the two hundreds, um, and just pick any random show one day and listen to it, you will crack up. The stuff that I've forgotten that I hear, and it's like hearing it again for the first time. It really cracks me up, or I'll hear something that's very insightful all over again, you know, and or prophetic, you know, someone say something that actually occurs somewhere down the line that we talk about 200 episodes later, and so 
I encourage everyone, if you listen to this show regularly, go back every blue moon and just pick a show at random, and I guarantee you, you'll crack up. You'll be entertained. Well, so, I definitely want to hear that right. first one you were talking about. That was kind of funny. And, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard your very first show. Oh, boy, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me, and I talk for 15 minutes, I think, about um, people in relationships, and it's just... <laughs> it was sad. <laughs> the second show was worse. I had guessed the second show. It was probably worse, but it was still... It was at least funny. So... But all right, we'll go ahead and kick off something um, that's not necessarily new to all of my listeners, because a lot of my listeners, I'm sure, are listeners of The Crystal Show, but something new to T2Q, a segment where, well, you know, we'll just let it kind of explain. It's time to get crystallized. You cannot yeah, help but you totally, you totally have to dance off of that, right? I know. I was exactly. just ready to say that. You, you cannot <laughs> help but dance to that to that thing song on on the couch. You can't help exactly. it. That's hilarious. It's time well, to get the thing is, this is this is a segment we, where Crystal. You know, yeah, Q and I decided, you know, it's the best thing because we always talk about um, some of the topics that are already on the site, PeteCrystalize.net. And, you know, you'll ask about, well, what happened here? I know you know about that or whatever. You know, is that, well, we'll just come on and do a what's trending, what's happening right now. So, you know, people can go and they can take it and check it out or we can talk about it later or just be a part of the, the actual show, you know, sort of haphazardly, you know, talking about it. Okay. And so Crystal, you know, will be able to do her thing and, we can kind of jump right into it, and uh, I mean, what you, what you, what you, what you got for me? Let's 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 get crystallized. All right. Right. Here is what's trending. This is a get crystallized trending report. All things you can know about celebrity news and headline news go to getcrystallized.net. The first thing that's been trending, which is hilarious to me, is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods was arrested Monday, the 29th. Um, He was arrested for suspicion of driving under the influence in Jupiter, Florida. And, uh, Buck, you probably know where that is. Is is that Palm Springs or somewhere over there? Somewhere in that. Yeah, down there. Yeah, near the beach. Yeah, very nice little area. Anyway, he was taken into custody at around 3 a.m. on Monday. And he was released with his own recognizance, I love that word, uh, with no bond at 11 a.m. So he stayed there for a few hours before he got out. And usually they do that, you know, to make sure the person is not drunk anymore or whatever. Um, So now Woods, if you don't know, has undergone multiple back surgeries in recent years and hasn't played competitive golf since he withdrew from the Dubai Desert Classic, which was earlier this year. He has since made a statement, though, and he has said that he was not drunk, at least not on alcohol. He was on prescribed medication and that he did not realize how the medication would affect him. 
So he apologizes to everyone and he takes full responsibility for his action. So, and that mugshot is amazing. Oh, it's the new I mean, there's so many memes I can think of with that mugshot. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, if you guys haven't seen the mugshot, please go to geekerslice.net and check it out. It's hilarious. I love it. I mean, this. Anyway, I can go on and on about that mugshot. It's so me, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, but it's like uh, the whole Tiger Woods thing, though. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, because in a way, I sympathize for him because he's really oh, wow. spiraled out of control. Uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. He. His whole situation with his marriage is his fault, but right, yeah, yeah token, absolutely. Let's <laughs> not forget. I mean, he's already lost so much. He's lost millions of dollars. You know, mm-hmm. potentially a shot at being a billionaire. Um, he's lost his golf career. Uh, he lost, you know, complete access to his kids and everything. Right. And now right. it's like, how much can a person take before you start to worry about them? you know, going down the drain to the point of you got to watch them, you know, suicidal or something like yeah. that. I'm not sure how much more he can take because just last week he was saying he was pain-free when he swung his golf clubs, but yet you get caught on painkillers a week later. So are you addicted? Right, so we don't know what happened there. Did he have to go back and get some new prescriptions or maybe he's overtaking you know, right. his medications, taking too much. You know, people can easily get addicted to it. So Absolutely. I don't know. Poor thing. Uh, Anywho. Um, let, me go to the, let me welcome on another person oh, real ahead. quick, Kristen. The 865 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee. I even, I'll even give him a little music. And welcome on. He used to be called Daddy Rich. Now he goes by what name, bro? That's another damn thing. What's going on? It's not Daddy Rich anymore, is what now? It's Tennessee Rich now. Tennessee Rich. Oh. Right. I can't remember it. Okay. Yeah, I got to take the whole state over now, you know. <laughs> okay. Tennessee Rich. I'm going to keep that in mind, man. What's going on with you? Man, just chilling, man. Just chilling. Trying to make okay. it. Okay. Glad to have you on, but Crystal, please continue. All right, the next thing that's trending is 50 Cent, you know, my ex-husband. Uh, 50 Cent uh-huh. is, of course, he is the executive producer of the series Power, but he says he is moving on to a new series called BMF. Now, some of you in the rap game probably already know what this stands for. Now, he states it will be better than Power. Power, of course, airs on Stars, and it will be starting up in just a few weeks. Earlier in May, he was revealed, he revealed that Power, a show starring Amari Hardwick and also starring 50, but executive produced by 50 himself, is the second only to the Game of Thrones when it comes to premium cable ratings. So it's, it's huge. If you haven't seen it, you should be watching. Right. Now, 50 thinks... He's got something better than power, BMF, which refers to the Black Mafia family gang that was founded in Detroit, Detroit, yep. in the 1980s by brothers Demetrius and Terry Flinnery. 
Big and it meat. went on. Yeah, right. Thank you. Big meat. It went on to um, control a major cocaine trafficking operation in the United States by the 2000s. They are now in prison. But um, um, uh, he thinks this is going to be big. It's going to be huge. I don't know. It sounds like it could be a really good, good story. I mean, it's they touch so much, not just with cocaine, but in the rap games and everything. Yes. I mean, it was quite interesting. And they're not bad looking either, so it's, you know, I can't wait for the stars they picked to play them. <laughs> that should be fun for me, anyway. <laughs> these dudes, t- yeah, these guys, Big I mean. Meat. If you don't know who he, who they are, definitely all you have to do is just put it, put it in and Google, and you will find so much information. Listen so. to Jeezy. Right. right. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I um <laughs> I know a guy who was in Atlanta in the nineties and he said he was at a nightclub and he said close to he said he doesn't know, maybe fifty, seventy five white luxury vehicles started driving down the street. Mm-hmm. And you know, so think about all white vehicles, all of them exotic luxury type of vehicles driving down the street, approaching this club, you know, taking up the entire mm-hmm. street as far as you can see. That's how they rolled. Right, these, right. These guys were just bigger than life. I can't wait to see this series. I think it's going to be awesome. And if it's if it's anything like they did with Power, where they take the time, flesh it out, have great characters mm-hmm. that you can really enjoy, this is going to be an amazing series. Well, he says he already has his writers working on it. They're just trying to, you know, make sure to get all the paperwork done with the Finnery family and, and, and everything. But basically, it's a done deal. It's happening. And, um, the, you know, the, the thing about it is power is fictional, you know, basically. It's a fictional, um, yeah. you know, of characters and everything. But, see, these are real guys, real people. So this is going to be even better. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm glad that he's continuing and he's going to, you know, because power is kind of winding down. I can't really yeah. see it going more than one more season, you know. I Actually, I thought it was kind of going to end, you know, the last time, but but I can't wait for this. So, 50, hustler to the end. Man, I got to give 50 his credit <laughs> to have Big Meat yeah. give you your, give his blessing for you to do this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure... To know that he did so well, you know, with power, and then to and the portrayal of those characters to say, hey, I, I know you can you can tell the story the way it's supposed to be told. So, hey, so that's cool. Now, the last thing I want to talk about it's been trending, and I know maybe you guys probably are going to go crickets on me, but the first Black Bachelorette. Now, I don't know if you guys, I know you probably haven't been watching, but I know you've heard about it. The first black bachelorette, her name is Rachel Lindsay, and she's kicking off uh, her turn, ABC's 13th Bachelor, with historic moments, of course, because she is the first African-American lead with 33 combined seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette and everything, and it's been going on for 15 years. And even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar made a kind of a guest appearance last night, and it was, you know, really cool. Of course, I watched. Um, but anyway, the pressure has been for her to make sure that she chooses a black guy. So it's kind of been going back and forth in the media of whether or not, 
Is she going to choose a white guy? Is she going to choose a black guy? Because it's very diversely mixed and everything. I mean, I'm going to ask how many black guys on the show. It's quite a few. So it's almost, it's kind of like half and half, quite frankly. Black guys, white guys, plus other, you know, diversities, you know, other cultures. So it's the most diverse ever, which is good within itself. And what's interesting, I find, is that a lot of the black guys have already kind of, you know, teamed up together. (laughs) You know, you know how we always see this kind of uh, segregation that we do automatically? Well, it's happening on the show, and it's kind of interesting. It's kind of interesting, but she says that she's going to pick who she wants, She's going to be selfish about it. She's not going to. She's not listening to anybody. She's going to just pick who she wants to pick and everything. But you know, I'm really excited about this show, mainly because at first, the last few seasons, I really haven't been excited. They've been really doing the same old thing over and over again. It's been boring. But this season is great, and it's kind of interesting. It's good to see different kinds of guys, and it's good to see the black guys interact. And some of the things that the black guys say, I know if it was turned around, there is no way in hell they could have gotten away with it as a white guy saying exactly the same thing. So, so that's kind of interesting. So I'm, I'm interested to, to continue watching, but it's, it's fun, you know, to see, I guess, black people on TV, <laughs> especially <laughs> in this realm. But the thing about it is that I know they've had other, you know, black, quote, unquote, dating shows, you know, and all that, but this the the Bachelorette and the Bachelor franchise have money. They have the money to make it really spectacular. To go on different trips and to really explore. That's why it's, it's lasted so long because it's so interesting. Yeah. So I know you guys well, okay. I um, on me for that, but yeah, you got know, You have to mention that because it, it really is trending. This is big. This is a big deal. I, I look for the at it first like African American woman. The show itself yeah. is, um, you know, it has been around for a while. I am not mm-hmm. a, a fan of it. I, um, I, I was, I, I felt like the show would be interesting because I did feel like it would create kind of a divide, like you mentioned, like the black people would click together and the white guys would kind of get in their own little group. Yeah, that's interesting to watch. Yeah. So I know there'll be racial tension as far as maybe discussing this show. Which will add to the mm-hmm. allure, because yeah. I was worried about this this show kind of um, just people not watching. But I, I think that's going to make people watch. And I saw last night where the guy um, from Miami just went in for the kiss and everything. The white guy mm-hmm. from Miami, the chiropractor, went in for the kiss early on. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people are already talking. And I, I think this show is going to do better in the ratings than what people give it credit for. Uh, you know, I think it, I think it will because she is a really good catch. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of the times in the last few years, the bachelor or bachelorette has been kind of like, well, I can meet you at the club. I mean, why do I? I don't need to come on the show to meet you, you know. But at least, you know, she looks. You know, she's a real person, and you know, she's very beautiful, and she's definitely black. You know, she's not like skinned. So that's good. You know, so you know it works. It works. So anyway, it's doing yeah, really well, and I and I think it's something that, at least for the fact that it's the first black anybody, female or male, to be in the lead, 
on the bathroom or bathroom. I just think it's something that, you know, people should pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's just interesting. And it's not anyway. anything I'm going to, to watch actively, but well, as you can see, I am paying, I am paying attention. I'm definitely. Yeah, but at least pay attention to what's, to what's happening because it is kind of interesting. Well, anyway, check out more topics at GoodCrystalize.net, such as why are people body shaming Rihanna of all people? And if you follow the Kardashians, you will be heartbroken to learn that Scott Disick has been kicked to the curb by all of them except for Chris. So, again, I'm Crystal Hickerson, and thank you so much for listening to the Get Crystallized Trending Report. And back to you, Q. All right. 347-202-0215. Thank you, Crystal. Enjoy that. You'll You're be welcome. getting that every show. All right. I got a caller on hold. I'll be with you in just a moment. Going to take a two-minute break, and we'll get into the first discussion. Um, I just got a, a quick question and one comment. Um, my question is, what what is some of your uh your what is your favorite hobby or some of your favorite hobbies? My favorite hobby is to travel. Like I'm a very very um, you know like I like to explore new cultures, try new foods, new things. Like I'm very ambitious about, you know, traveling and exploring the world. That's like that's my ambition of life. Oh okay cool. And my yeah. my comment was. I think if you uh, got into, like, you know, commercials and stuff, you could do a real good job because after seeing you in Hitchhikers, man, I think you can sell a white Hummer to anybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and you look good as a motherfucker in that. God damn. Oh, man. And I don't even like a Homer. Like, I could not park me a Homer. Like, parking, <laughs> I, that car is too big for me. <laughs> All right. But I thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Eminem. Hey, Eminem, she likes to travel. Maybe she should put Jackson on the, the next. Yeah, on the right. Yeah, check out one of my art shows. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and get some of that Southern cooking as well. Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah, I love me some Southern cooking. I just came from New New, um, New Orleans today. Oh my God! Like if I stay there, I got I would have got fat. All right, C2Q, 700, no experts, just opinions. That was um, Eminem having a discussion with a young lady on the show that we know her by the name of Bethany Benz. Bethany Benz is a porn star um, and a very attractive porn star. Uh, She's, oh, was she half black, half Russian? I'm pretty sure you picked up on the the accent. Um, she went from the love of Ray J for the love of Ray J to porn. So, uh, um, and I guess she's doing very well for herself. That's back in 2014, August of 2014, and um, you know, feeling that cold breeze blowing through the air. I go to the, 
601 area code, Magnolia State of Mississippi, to bring on the Minister of Sexual Affairs, a man Eminem. We're shaking, man. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What up? What up? Blast to the to the past, man. It was you and your discussion with the the first and only porn star I think we've had on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that, that that one was a good find, boy. I mean, shit, that brought back memories just hearing that interview, man. So. First, I didn't even <laughs> recognize my own voice. You know what I'm saying? I said, Damn, that dude, that dude sound pretty cool, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't believe it's seven hundred. God damn, man, make me making me feel old, man. Yeah, yeah, seven hundred, man. It's hard to believe that uh, something that started off as just something to do has turned into this, you know. And um, I don't know if that makes me Pat Robertson as a member of the Seven Hundred Club, but I'm in this piece, <laughs> so <laughs> definitely in this piece. And I want to go ahead, we'll go ahead and jump into um, a topic. I just have some random topics, random topics here. And, uh, you know, should kids share? If a kid is at the park and there's a kid playing in the sand with toys and another kid walks up, should that child share and they play together? There's a lady in Missouri by the name of Elena Kohlberg, and she says that um, it shouldn't be that way. She says that um, she took her son, Carson, and his new Transformer and truck to the park. And six boys walked up and wanted to share, you know, playing with his toys. She told her son that he didn't have to share. And, you know, the little boys kind of got upset and went and told their parents. So she looked at it like this. She says, if I'm an adult and I walk in a park and I'm eating a sandwich, am I required to sit, share my sandwich with strangers in the park? No. Would any well-mannered adult, a stranger, reach out to help themselves to my sandwich and get mad if I said no? She said no again. So really, while you're giving me dirty looks, presumably thinking my son and I are rude, whose manners are lacking here? The person reluctant to give his three toys away to six strangers or the six strangers demanded to be given something that doesn't belong with, to them, even when the owner is uncomfortable. I thought that was pretty interesting. And Crystal, I'll start with you on this. Does um, Alanya have a point? You know, is sharing not always caring? Well, first of all, this is so stupid. It's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. First of all, she, uh, he's not an adult. He's a child. And which means he's still developing and he's still learning. And she had an opportunity to teach him about playing with others because this is part of this social that he needs to learn. And then, I mean, and when I read this article, that her main issue was the fact that she felt that her, you know, her son um, was being, uh, I guess, a little bullied or pressured or whatever. So she wasn't even allowing him to be a boy and to, to learn how to, to deal with others. And um, so what she just taught him was, you know, you know that, she cannot, that he cannot fight for himself and that, you know, now mom has to fight for him. Because in anything with childhood, when you're dealing with other kids, you're learning whether you're going to fight or flight. And everything is a test, especially then, 
and it was a test for him. And she failed. You know, she failed him. You know, he needed to learn how to deal with others, and now he doesn't know how to do that. So, you know, she probably made him a fucking serial killer. But, you know, I just really think it's ridiculous for her to even say that. I think she was being a little overprotective. I mean, she needed to see where he would go. Would he actually play and enjoy and then get his toys back, which he probably would have gotten his toys back? Or, or you know, maybe he needs to learn. Maybe she protects him way too much. So that was my thought. I just thought it was ridiculous. Okay. Buck, what do you think about it, man? Do you think kids should be taught to share their toys, even though as adults we don't always share with strangers? You know, this is a, this is very interesting. I mean, maybe, you know, you know, people that now are a little bit on the twisted side to a certain extent, you know, because, you know, maybe she kind of felt like, hey, I just bought this Transformer, and it's brand new, and I don't want, you know, she said you don't have to share with you don't want to because she didn't want other kids that may not be as, you know, privileged or well-to-do or whatnot, and they don't have their own toys or toys as nice as this particular toy, and that's the reason why she told them that he didn't have to share. So, you know, now that she's in, you know, in the park with this brand-new toy, you know, that's probably – Sixty or seventy dollars, depending on what kind of you know what kind of transformer it was, and that's why she said, "I don't want you to you know have anybody else play with it because I spent a lot of money on it. I know you won't break it, but somebody else might. So it could be, it could have been something as simple as that. And she did you know added on all the rest of it just to kind of say, "Hey, look, you know, I bring a sandwich to the park and I ain't gonna be sharing with nobody. So why did my son have to share his toy with anybody?" You know, she just didn't want to, you know, somebody, you know, a bunch of other kids come up there because, you know, other kids don't play with toys the same way your kids do. And, you know, but if you don't want somebody to play with a particular toy, don't bring it to the park because it's more likely to get torn up out there even if somebody else doesn't play with it versus keeping it at home and not having to go through all the extra hoopla. But, you know, it, it, it does make some sense to a certain degree. But then again, like I said before, you bring a, that expensive toy out there, somebody else is going to want to play with it. So, you know, okay. think about what you're doing. But think about what you're doing before you have your kid bring something out that expensive to play with in the first place. Right. All right, all right. Um, I got a caller. I'll get to you in just a moment. Uh, Tennessee Rich, what do you think, man? I mean, some people are saying, okay, yeah, they're kids, but – Again, this lady's point is that the goal is to teach our children how to function as adults. And we don't live in a world where it's conducive to give up everything you have to anyone just because they said so. So she's not going to teach her kid to do that. So what do you think about that? Um, If you're teaching kids how to be adults, is she wrong with her approach? Uh, In that instance, you said there were six kids. I don't yeah. think there was – I think she should have gone about it a different way. I would have slid over to my kid real quick when I seen them coming before they got there and said, give me the toys. Y'all can go play on the slides or whatever you're going to do, run around, play tag, don't matter. But I would have got the toys. I said, these are too expensive. We just got these. Why don't y'all go play something else? 
You know, I see these kids coming over, so I would have taken care of that before it even happened. But I believe that Crystal is right. I, I agree with Crystal on the kid learning the behaviors and how to grow and, and get along with other kids. But I also agree with the lady, but I don't agree with how she did it. You can do it in a, a secretive way to where the kids don't know that's what's going on. And, you know, there's other ways of doing it where it doesn't get in the kids' heads. But also to the other parents, they're wrong for getting mad at the lady if they did get mad at her because that's her possession. That's her property, you know. And <clears throat> for six kids, if you look at it, six kids coming to play with, with some toys that one kid has is ridiculous. So she had every right to do what she did in that situation. One or two kids, it's, it's a different story. But with as many kids as it was coming, I agree with what the woman did, but not how she did it. Okay, okay, good points, Eminem. Oh man, uh, yeah this this is this is real crazy on that parents' part because I'm sitting up here like, man, when that kid either grow up to be racist or gay or whatever, that's gonna be. That might be a, a moment she missed. You know, like I said, I 100% agree with Crystal. Number one, these are fucking kids. And it ain't got nothing to do with the number of kids. It's like it's a damn park, and it's a public park. So if you're thinking everybody, and I don't, I don't know nothing about it, so I don't know the demographics of the area, none of that stuff, but I'm just going to shoot it out there. If you're thinking everybody too damn poor to have the damn thing, why in the fuck you bringing that to a public park, number one? So, but uh, now... This could be a moment where, and this is why a lot of women can't raise no boys. This could be a moment where you, you, this is where you could take advantage of disenfranchised kids protecting your kid. You know, give them the toys. Just don't let them tear the shit up. Let everybody play together. So now when somebody come picking on the school, them same six kids that's tougher than that kid might kind of start sticking up for them and be a friend. You know, now it might not be a friendship to the point where. It's sleepovers and all that, but you know what I mean. You kind of get like a hood pass, and some people don't understand that dynamic, but that shit is real, you know. So you're running them off and all that. Now the next kid to come to do share, uh, they're going to be more – see, like, well, uh, I know it's different types of early childhood things in, you know, different areas of the country, but down the deep south – Especially the rural south where I grew up at, we had Head Start and shit. So, like, the focus was all that kind of stuff, like sharing and getting along with others and all that type of shit. That was the more, well, back in the 70s, that was more so a focus than even ABCs and stuff. And, of course, I know shit done changed now. But, like, sharing, and the thing was, it was a teachable moment. If the kids were trying to take it, that's when you come and say, nah, if, if y'all going to do that, you, you know, he can't play with y'all. You know, you can actually train other people's kids if they don't have no damn home training. You know, if you're an adult, you don't have to be scared of no fucking kids. You can, you can. Now, guess what? Yeah, true enough. She ain't obligated to none of that stuff. But like I say, once again, this is not six boys walking down the street coming up in her driveway. You know, this is six boys in a public park. Hell. I think uh, one of the biggest toys out when I was a kid that I was crazy about was one called Stretch Armstrong, and it was something else. And yeah, um, you know, then if somebody had like a some muscle cars, or if you had a muscle car, nobody had. I remember being on the playground plenty of times. Somebody pull out something, uh, uh, 
Swiss Army knife. I remember the survival knife. I remember somebody brought that to school, man. It was like a mob. You know, nobody wasn't trying to take it, but it was just like kids are kids. Like, damn, like kids don't think like adults. If you have the shiny, bright toy, you're going to be a damn magnet. So you go in a damn public-ass park saying, you know, wow, why are these kids coming around my kid? What you think? You're in a damn park. You're in a public park, you know. So that's kind of crazy. You know, yeah. we live in a lunatic society. Motherfuckers don't even have common sense, you know. And then when these kids grow up to be social introverts and all that kind of stuff and they go on these damn killing sprees or they uh, stalking women because they don't know how to talk. I mean, see, you learn that's see, kids, most people I know that got game got it at an early age. Shit don't happen in your 20s. See what I'm saying? That shit happened early. So she just messed that boy up. He's going to be beating his meat for the rest of his life. <laughs> Congratulations on your 700 show. And I want to say what's up to all the show legends. I know Buck is on. I know Eminem is on. Daddy Rich, Crystal, I don't know who else is on. But what's up, y'all? Hey, what up, cuz? All right. Appreciate it, man. I don't know how you follow a meat-beating reference, but um, Ray, what (laughs) what do you think about the whole thing, man? I mean... Is is teaching a kid to share the right thing to do, or is the mother right in saying, "Hey, when you're an adult, you don't share like this. So why should I teach you as a as a kid to share, only to turn around and change it up for you later in life?" No, I, I think sharing is, is the right thing to do, but I think you, to, you got to explain both sides of it. It's like you know, if I had a kid and I was raising him today. What I would want them to do is to be friendly, but don't be a person that somebody can take advantage of. You know, I wouldn't want a kid to have some of the tendencies that I have. You know, I want you to do things the way you're supposed to do them. Not say I don't, but or didn't, but you know, at the same time, you want to raise a kid to just, you know do everything the way he's supposed to do it. And sharing is part of that. Now, of course, I want you to be able to defend yourself if you have to, you know, and be able to stand up for yourself if you have to. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. But it would be great if you never had to have a fight or something like that. I mean, I would put my kids in self-defense classes. So if it came down to that, they wouldn't have an issue with doing so. But as far as growing up and having all this aggression and stuff, and there's no need for them to have that aggression, you know, like, you know, sometimes you don't have no choice. It all depends on who your friends are, who you grew up with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You have to do a certain way in order to make it. But I don't think there's no, nothing wrong with a kid, um, 
sharing as long as he has the right friends. You had the kind of friends that they come to your house, they want to steal your toys or they want to, you know, take stuff from you, steal your shoelaces out your shoes and stuff like that. Then you can't deal with those type of friends. You just have to tell your kid to change who they associate themselves with. But as far as, you know, having a good heart, sharing, helping people and stuff like that, I would never tell a kid not to do that. You just have to be selective with who you do that for. Okay, okay. Good stuff, everyone. I thought it was an interesting, you know, take, or interesting angle to take, I guess, for this young lady to kind of come up the way she did with what she said. It went viral. Um, over 200,000 people at the time, I think I came across the article, had uh, checked out what she said. And essentially she said she's preparing her child for the future, which means as an adult he's not going to share, so she's not going to teach him to share as a child. But I think kids do need to learn how to work. I think that's kind of your first form of working with others. I remember being a kid and having a new toy. Matter of fact, we had um, these people. They weren't our relatives, but they were relatives of on the other side of the family from my uncle. And this guy it shows up on Christmas Eve with his three kids and his wife. And they're on their way somewhere traveling. They got tired. And they wind up spending the night at our house on Christmas Eve, which as a eight, nine-year-old bothered me. So when I get up that next morning and I'm opening my co- my toys, I got three kids hovering over me trying to see what I got. And, you know, I wind up having to share my toys with these kids on Christmas. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't like it. And I've always been one who didn't mind sharing as a kid. But I just didn't like it. I just felt like Christmas was supposed to be for me. One of my toys ended up getting broken. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't happy about it. My, You know, my father kept me cool. He bought me another one, you know. And, and he kind of explained to me that they were just trying to be nice for someone. But I, I think in the long run, it's a lesson that you learn on how to deal with other people you may not want to deal with. But you got to make it work. And we do that on the job. We have people that we would love to just strangle, you know, but you got to work with them because, you know, if you strangle them, you go to jail and all that stuff. So uh, I think this is an example of how you can teach your kids how to deal with others. You may not, may not always get along, but in the long run, you're not going to always get along with people as adults as well. So, all right, another quick break, about 90 seconds. And come back, and I want to discuss Mother's Day and Father's Day, but kind of um, a little something different than what we've discussed previously. So my first question is, is being whipped real? Can you put that comeback on someone and steal their mind? Okay, well, I have a couple of thoughts about it. I do think it's real. I think that, um, in my opinion, I think that guys get hooked quicker than women or can get hooked stronger more attached than women can if sex is really good or what they really want and she's bringing it. I also say that guys especially who who boast and talk too much about their sexual ability, usually they're they're a big disappointment. So a word to the wise guys, I mean, any guy that I know or that has tried to talk to me or, like, persuade me to be intimate with them in some way, it's usually – if 
there's been rare occurrences where I've been like, okay, well, let's try it out, and it's been terrible. So, guys, that is, <laughs> it's probably better just to not say anything and surprise uh-huh. us, and then you're just going from zero to impressing us, not, oh, he's a 10, he's saying he's a 10, to failure, complete failure. Oh, wow. That has to be bad. And, you know, some guys do set themselves up for failure because, yeah, girl, I'm going to knock the bottom out of that. Yeah, that's right. You're going to see tulips growing in the snow. And then they get started, and 12 seconds later, (laughs) complete failure. All right. That was from the um, Let's Talk About Sex series number... 14, Um, that was Erin Tillman, the dating girl, uh, and she's out in L.A., and that was back in July of 2014, I believe, so that was about three years ago, but uh, I want to get into a discussion about Mother's Day and Father's Day and how step-parents and guardians kind of factor into that, and Crystal, I'll go back to you. Do you think that Mother's Day or Father's Day is strictly for the biological parent, or should it be a, be for you know step parents and guardians? Should they be included as well? I think it's for anyone who the person felt feels that has been a good mother or father figure or actual biological. Um, it's whoever you feel has been that role model for you as. The child you're you're giving Mother's Day to, or or you know, even if um, you do it for your spouse or or girlfriend or whatever, and you know you say, well, I don't have any kids with you, but I think you're a great mom, so you know you're, you're doing all these things. Yeah, I had been doing them by yourself, and now I'm here, and I want to honor you or whatever. And I think it's really to whoever you feel that deserves. Deserves a gift for so I don't because I don't believe uh, I'm not a soul believer in, in just blood and biological. I believe um, people come into our lives and they can teach us things when um, they're not quote unquote related to us. So so no, I think it's for anyone who has that role who has given that role to you. Buck, what do you think? Buck. Buck is pulling a buck on the 700 show. I know, right? <laughs> so I'll fit in. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but anyway, I think it's for any. I think it's for anybody that's you know raising kids. I mean, and do, and doing it the right way. I mean, it doesn't really. It doesn't matter if you're parenting. You're parenting. If you're raising them, you're raising them. And and a lot of you know you don't need to put. You know, it doesn't need to have any limitations on it just because you're not the biological person, you know, that help, you know, help, you know, create the key. You know, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, it shouldn't matter. Okay. Okay. And so Tennessee Rich, uh, Rich, what if the biological parent is a deadbeat? Um, Can you celebrate Mother's or Father's Day with just the step parent or the guardian? You know, and just ignore the biological parent altogether. Uh, if they're a deadbeat, man, uh, you know, you got to treat them like that. 
I mean, if they're not doing nothing for you, why celebrate for them, you know? Uh, the biological, I don't know, man. That's that's. I always would talk to my parent, even if I didn't know the parent, you know, as well as I knew the, the mother or the father, whichever one was absent. But it's hard, you know. I, I wouldn't celebrate it if they didn't ever come around. Why? You know? They, they're okay. supposed to be there for you. That's, that's their day. They didn't act like a father or a mother, you know, if they weren't around. So why celebrate it with them? All right. And Eminem, what do you think? If the deadbeat, if the, the biological mother or, or father is a deadbeat, can you completely ignore them and just celebrate your, you know, your step-parents? Is that okay? I mean, I mean, um, maybe in certain scenarios, if somebody wanted to be a psychologist and and just try to fuck with them and, and, uh, you know, you send something to somebody that know they ain't did shit for them, you know, kind of like on Antoine Fisher, when he met his mom, you know, she gave him up. She was sitting there and crying. She couldn't even talk, you know. So, I mean, unless you just fucking with them. But outside of that, nah, you just, you know, uh, Basically, whoever, uh, you know, inspires you or takes care of you, then that's pretty much uh, who's celebrated. But now that doesn't remove who who made you now. That's, that's a different thing. So a lot of people get that crossed up. Celebrating somebody is one thing, but, you know, it's like, but yeah, but, you know, you still was made by certain people. But, uh, but the, now I had a slight disagreement with one of the comments, even though I agree because everything sounded good. But, um, uh, for these people raised raised by uh you know same genders and all that shit it's like nah if you, you know you know I can't call no dude I mean well I I wouldn't be in that situation but shit but I'm just saying I couldn't tell a kid to tell you know they daddy's boyfriend Bruce, Bruce Jenner Bruce Jenner could not be mama see what I'm saying you know uh, I I can't see that shit you know you can might be like you know celebration day but you know i think your mother and father is your is your mother if you ain't got no pussy you ain't no mama you ain't got no dick you ain't no father so um you know as far as the title it don't mean that you know the people don't love you they they might have paid for your college tuition but you can't call no man mama you can't call no woman daddy you know somebody call in and disagree because i ain't got no problem with it but i'm just saying you know um uh Godparents, stepparents, all that's great. Cause I can tell you right now, uh, uh, my cousin Ray is my youngest daughter's godfather, and it was a few of them years. If it weren't for him, man, it shit, man, hey, hey, it was gonna be hard getting stuff on the birthday. And I definitely appreciate that. So we always, you know, try to recognize him on Father's Day. Not that I'm, you know, giving up my role, but I'm just saying it's recognized. But if Exactly. It, right. it, but if somebody was a different gender, I couldn't turn around and tell nobody, you know, uh, happy Mother's Day, you a damn dude, or happy Father's Day, you a damn woman. I just couldn't do that. You know, I'd be like, you know, like, hey, man, you know, g- good job with the kid. But that's I couldn't say no Mother's Day and Father's Day with the shit, though. Nope. <laughs> All right. Fuck that. All right. <laughs> So, um, 
Ray, how about this? If let's say that the 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 mother or the father is a deadbeat and you have a guardian or a step parent, can they refer to their significant other's kids as their son or their daughter? Or should they always refer to them as their stepson or stepdaughter? Now, is it offensive to call a kid that's not yours your son or daughter? Well, I, I think that um, it all depends on what the relationship is. If the relationship is such that, you know, they consider you to be the only father figure in their life or the father figure that is their biological father, has never really been there, never really done anything, but he is their father. You know, they see him every now and then. You know, he might give him a couple of dollars, but, you know, $50 every four months or something like that, which is basically nothing. Now you say, well, all right, that's a, that's a completely different situation. I think that you should recognize any female that you consider to be your parent or guardian as your mother if you didn't have a mother or, you know, who you consider to be your mother. Same thing with a father, you know. Like, I don't care how great of a mom you have, she could never be your father. And yeah, if you're old, you know, she was my mother and my father. No, why can't she just be the greatest mom in the world? You know what I'm saying? But she can't. That's something she can't be. It's just like guy. He can be the greatest guy on earth, but he can't. He not pray. He can't have a baby. You know what I'm saying? You just can't switch that up. So I think that if, if you have a a person who you consider to be your parent or your guardian, that you know, if you want to consider that female, whether it's a guardian as your mom, if she accepts. You was her child, then you know that that's that's not a problem, you know. And you know it, it's a, it's a relationship to it. It's like I may call my mother-in-law mom, but you know she didn't give birth to me. There's no disrespect to my mother because you know it's just what it is, and you know they know and they understand that. But you know it's just something that I may do, but. It, or, you know, or dad, vice versa. You know, nobody can ever take the place of your parents if your parents have been there for you your whole life. So, you know, I think it all's up to the individual, you know, and the relationship or the situation that they have with people who are taking care of them and help them become who they are. Okay. All right. Interesting, interesting. And just to chime in on that, um, if someone to somebody else's kid is that's my son or my daughter, even though they may not be biologically and the biological parent is still around. Is that um, offensive? Say that again. You were breaking up a little bit. I didn't get all of that question. Oh, my bad. If the step parent or guardian refers to their significant other's kids as my son or my daughter, even though the mm-hmm. biological parent is still around. Is that offensive? Oh, yeah, 
<laughs> that is offensive, and that's something that the um, parent, the you know the the parent who was with the biological, you know, with the um, step person, is should have stopped in you know from the beginning. And um, and another thing is maybe that the step parent shouldn't be doing that. I mean, that should be one thing they. That's one of the first things they should say. I'm not trying to replace your father, but I want to. I'm you know I want to be here for you, you know, and your sister or you know our children, you know whatever. I want to be here for you, um, but you have to let that be known so it's not a competition. And the only time I say okay with that is if the person is literally not in their lives and they're not trying and they're not around and we're not even talking about child support. I'm just talking about are they even there? Are they trying to be there with, you know, their child? Because, you know, anytime, you know, couples break up, whether it's divorce or what have you, sometimes the child can take offense because they want their parents back together and all this stuff, so they, they have a hard time dealing with this. So you don't need this third person coming in trying to take over because it totally confuses the child. And what you want, you you want the biological parent to have that uh, relationship with their child if that's something that they want and this is something that, you know, is, is right for the for the child. But no, you just can't take it upon yourself to just make stuff like that happen and to say, I mean, it's one thing to say, I, you know, I'm going to be your friend. I'm going to be there for you and here for you and your, and your mom or whatever. But it's quite another to say, you know, I'm your dad now. I mean, that's bullshit to me. I wouldn't allow that to happen. There's no way I would allow that to happen. And I wouldn't respect the man who would want to do that either. So, no. Okay, okay. All right. Well, you know, we got uh we're kinda of in between Mother's Day and Father's Day right now. And um that question was kind of brought up to me by one of my Facebookers, um, Amy Michelle out of Flowood, Mississippi. And um Hey, hey uh, I yeah. I, I got something real, real, real quick on that same note, but it's kinda it's it's with that, but it's opposite of that. It's, it's happened to me multiple times. Uh, recently, it's, it's, it's just last week, actually, where I don't know uh, 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 where kids have referred as, <laughs> you know, one, one, one scenario was this little girl, she says that this friend with my little girl, and I'm sitting up here like, damn, she's looking like, man, if I say no, you ain't or something like that, like her feelings going to be hurt. So I just, you know. When she said it, it's like, I'm not trying to take on another damn kid, but I just, like, you know, I don't know, uh, play it off or whatever. And then another time I was being sarcastic getting on to a child, and somebody said something like, you know, I guess questioning why I did something. I said, well, that's my daughter, just just being sarcastic. Okay, and I could see it made the little girl feel good. So I'm just saying, like, damn, that's kind of fucked up. How so many kids are lacking, uh, you know, parents in certain some forms of fashion where they can almost have a fantasy of what it would like, to, what it would like to be that. And that, that kind of had me thinking, like, damn, it's really fucked up out there for some kids. So, yeah, 
Yeah. All right. So, um, I mean, <laughs> I uh, just think that the whole Mother's Day, Father's Day thing gets a lot of discussion on social media because people are saying, you know, I'm a single mom, so happy Mother's and Father's Day for, to me. And oh, now you start an argument. But it's you only know, it's only black women to do that stuff. You never see you never see dudes calling in. One of my best friends raised his son, did a great job, but I ain't never one time thought about calling his ass for Mother's Day. You know. Uh but <laughs> you know, but I got some you know, some black, you know, female friends and shit, man, they on that tip. I'm like shit, I ain't I ain't gonna never say you happy Father's Day. You know, different people sending texts and stuff like that, 'cause I mean I wasn't raised by no woman, so I can't relate to that type of shit, you know. You know, there's some dudes to get down like that, but no, hell nah. I say, if you ain't got no wood, you ain't no daddy, man. You you might be a great-ass person, and, you know, oh, well, like Cuz said, you know, you might be the greatest mom ever. I mean, you know, you, you, you done pulled a tour of duty twice, but you ain't dad. You know, your child just don't have a dad, but you ain't dad, you know. I'm like, damn, you know, say happy Father's Day to your grandfather, your uncle or something. It's, it's got to be somebody that threw you a football or something, shit. You know, before you call into the radio station talking about having happy Father's Day to my mom, you know, I'm like, shit. I'm like, hell, man, that's that's the craziest shit I ever heard before in my life. Now it's like a badge of honor. It's like you just can't be a single mom. Now you got to be, if somebody's saying, you know, if somebody's giving you a gift on Father's Day, that's for to make you even more special or whatever. Like, nah, that ain't sh- man. That ain't man. It's twisted. That's some reality show stuff. <sighs> Shit, yeah. I had to get one more. Yeah, three. I mean, it's it's like, I I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I've I'm not one to. I, I would never tell someone, um, you know, Happy Mother's Day on Father's Day or Happy Father's Day on Mother's Day or anything like that. I think it's each holiday, it really I think each holiday is fine. You know, I mean, kids know who's doing what for them. Uh, they get to a certain age, they figure it out, and I don't think you have to go above and beyond to try to. I think that's more or less done, of course, for the person themselves. But um, I don't know. I, I just don't care to give that type of encouragement. For those who need it, you know, that's all. Yeah, you, you talking about the Father's Day shit, then you you don't even pick your damn kids from practice or take them to practice and shit. You know, but you you daddy too. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I'm not a father or anything. I know it, it's hard enough for fathers to get love on Father's Day. I mean, all they get are some, you know, ugly ties, <laughs> ugly socks. And then a lot of times they probably to cook out themselves, grill themselves, they the restaurants ain't full on Father's Day. You walk right in and get a seat. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know if you want to take anything else for the ones who are actually trying to do something. But all right, one more um, quick intermission, one flashback, and then we'll um, wrap things up. Just talk about let you all kind of have a moment to talk about the show or whatever we need to do before we shut this thing down for the evening. So I'll be back in about a minute and forty-eight seconds. And I don't think that. You know, they have to jump and be ready to fight and talking aggressive and everything else because somebody has something that they want to say. The same thing that you're asking for, you try to take away from somebody else. That's freedom of expression and 
in free and freedom of speech. It doesn't need to be that way. Hey, hey, hey. I got a condo in Manhattan. Baby girl, what's happening? You and your ass invited. So go and get to clapping. Go pop a phone, pop, pop a phone me. Turn around and drop it for a plan. Drop, drop it for me. I'll rent the beach house in Miami. Wake up with no jamming. Lots to tell for dinner. Julio served that seven. You got it if you want it. Got, got it if you want it. Said you got it if you want it. Take my wallet if you want it now. Jump in the Cadillac. segment of the show um that little brief clip you heard was ray going off um on harriet thugman back when we were talking about um if to be born <laughs> gave it was a lifestyle all the way back in january 2012 when he was essentially saying that um you can't infringe upon my rights to have my own opinion just so you can say you can have your own opinion. So, all right, get ready to wrap things up um, here. Daddy Rich has dropped off, but um, like I said, show number seven hundred, fifty shows to go before things change up a bit, and um, the show will no longer be weekly. Now, zone coverage, of course, will be weekly during football season. Uh, zone coverage is very easy to produce. I basically just have to um, show up because <laughs> it's sports. And by the way, there will be zone coverage tomorrow. Got to talk about that Kell Brook, Errol Spence Jr. fight that I absolutely enjoyed. If you haven't seen yeah, me it, too. you need to go on <laughs> yeah, demand cool. and try to check it out. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow um, at our normal time, 9 p.m. Eastern. But, um, yeah, like I said, this is – I know Ray – Eminem and Buck, I think, have been around the longest, um, and Crystal is not too far behind them. Ray, Eminem, and Buck got in that first year, so I don't know. Maybe in when the episodes got off in the 20s or the 30s, I think Eminem got on, and Eminem and I would sometimes be the only ones on, and we did that for a minute. And then Buck got in the mix in probably about June of, what, 2011. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or 2010. 2000. Wait, I'm trying to remember when the show started now. But Buck got into the mix. 2011. 2011. Yeah, yeah I think it was 11. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, then Ray came along, you know, by, by way of, uh, I'm assuming by way of Eminem. I don't know if he found out through Eminem or 
Commander yeah, yeah. Actually, we was at a uh, we had a reunion, man. And uh, uh, matter of fact, we was in uh, in Pontiac, and uh, you know, I was in the parking lot, and and uh, and uh, you know, Ray and uh, Ray, I think yeah, Ray and Amanda was both there listening, and um, you know, after that, it was just like you know, shit. You know, it's like man, you know, I was like hey, he started calling in, and history ever since. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, Crystal got on board, and I can't remember if I listened to you first, Crystal, somewhere, or if you stumbled across me. I don't know how our love affair began. It was, um, I think it was in like 2011 or 12. Um, I think because I know it was before 2013, because I was working with Robin. And um, she was doing, yes, and, you know, now lives lives in California. And she was listening to the show, so she was doing, you know, kind of her own thing with the conversations. And she, you know, we we were talking, and she talked about her show and asked me to listen to her conversation. So I did and everything, and... And then in the course of that, she said, well, you know, you should also check out, you know, this guy named Q. He does a talk to Q thing. And sometimes I go on there or whatever, and I listen to that, and it's fun. Whatever. So I was like, okay. So I did. And I thought that's how I came into it, through Robin. And okay. Yeah. So we have her. So, and then I, I just listened, and then I just kept listening. So, yeah. yeah. So it, had okay. to be like, it had to be like 2011 or the beginning of I from 2 to 11. This is what we did <laughs> from 2 yeah, to 11. Yeah. And you have to imagine working an entire shift with this man, and you know what he says on this show. <laughs> if I, if yeah, I would have had would be great. a recorder back then, Lord knows how much content I would have. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, and I knew, you know, Buck was going to 
be there. I didn't know Ray at the time. I've since met Ray and everything, and, you know, he's been around, and Chris, even though I haven't met her, I do plan on meeting her someday. Um, I just have to go up there since she's not coming to Mississippi. And, uh, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, I I just think that however it all came together, I, I mean, it's been an amazing run. It's been very enjoyable. And it's really something that I'm very proud of. And because, you know, we've all networked. I mean, like Eminem got Ray and Amanda on. Uh, Crystal is the reason Daddy Rich, uh, well, Tennessee Rich comes on and everything. And uh, I can't remember. Well, now, Amy found her way to the show um, through Cherry Johnson. And um, let's see, Archie from the Virgin Islands. I can't remember where Archie came from. And Dr. Willis came from, I think it was Carmen Hendricks who put Dr. Willis on. I'm not sure. What, what did you find um, Milani Bill said? Was that was that just through a show or something? Or just... I found her on another show. I guess my inspiration when I first started, there was a show called Real Talk Live, a brother out of Detroit and his cousin out of New York. And... Uh, they had a dope show. They had a dope show. They used to do like a spoken word, like a talent show, and it used to be hilarious. They had a guy who used to call in named Blues Hughes, and he had the funniest, funniest spoken word. But, uh, yeah, I would listen to them. They came on and before my show. And so between that and the Green Chimp, I came across a couple of people, but I think I got Milani from the Real Talk Live show. And the Real Talk Live show, they've been off the air now probably about four years. And one of the guys and I, we still follow each other on Twitter, reach out now and then. He's always surprised I'm still doing it. And then Derek is still doing his thing over at the Green Chimp show. He has, like, his own production now, so he's not doing it through Blog Talk. Uh, he spent some money and got a nice little setup, got a little studio at his crib, and it looks it looks pretty nice from what I've seen. Where did you meet Jules, Q? Because she used to call in quite a bit. Uh, through my blog. Jules started following my blog. And um, then I started reading hers, and we communicated that way. And then I told her about the show. And then she got on board. And um, I actually reached out to her about a week ago on, on IG. Because a lot of these people I still have contact with. Um, and every now and then I reach out to them, the Saritza. Out there in um, San mm. Francisco, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, anytime you come across a a white girl that loves Wu Tang, you gotta respect that. And uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, because you know, I, I remember, I, uh, I remember she was, uh, if I'm mistaken, she was an Eagles fan too, because I think she was from, yeah, she's from Philly. Moved to San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from Philly, and um, and you know, of course, like Mary LaBelle and. Susie, the single dating diva, I came across on the blog, and we've been friends ever since. And uh, I've been, um, I finally, Eminem, uh, heard, got a response from the goddess intellect. Oh, yeah. He reached out, asked me how I was doing, and I responded, and I hadn't heard back since then. So 
Hopefully, I have to wait another two years for the response. Because she was uh, writing for what, Hello Beautiful or something at one time? And uh, she was doing a couple of big things, I believe. Yeah. And, so, and Coach Shantae um, up in Toronto has been, I mean, she just graduated university in Toronto, so she's been really excited about that. And she's doing her thing with her um, Aunt Shantae, um, you know, counseling and, uh, sessions. And and what about uh, what's the name? I know he's doing a whole lot of different stuff. Uh, True Speech, and he used to come on the show all the time. True Speech has been uh, they've been touring touring the, um, I guess you can say the Northeast. I know I think he recently had a show in Toronto. Yeah, he's doing a lot in Canada right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's very busy, but he's doing a lot in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dude is still lifting weights like a mother, man. True speech. Oh my like, god, hilarious! He looks like yeah. he's bent press of beauty. <laughs> that dude, no. that yeah. dude is so wide across the chest, man. It's like he something, man. It's a big dude. So, <clears throat> so he's been touring a lot with uh, with what's my man's name? Three One Two Fresh, I think. Um, three one three. And they've been doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> three one three. Right. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't know the area code. Thank you. Yeah, the three one three shot down. I think. <laughs> right, right, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey and, man, uh, uh, it was somebody else too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Solutions, did that dude just call in? Time him and yeah. Bianchi. Uh, I mean, they they two different people, but. I know they just popped in one time and they were periodically come back sure. over the years. I'm not sure, Mister Mister uh, Mister Solutions and Piarki kind of remind me of uh, the whole digital underground thing with Humpty Humpty <laughs> Shot G. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. Different. But uh, was well, uh, the guys who they they pop into shows just to get a rise out of people? Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I know we'll get Mr. Solutions one night. We was talking about. Uh, I don't know if that was the first time Fred called in, or might have been prior to Fred calling in. But uh, I don't know what I said, but I'm pretty sure everybody got an idea of what I said. But the dude was talking about how ignorant it sounded. Well, that's it was ignorant. I said, oh, "Okay," I just laughed. I was like, "Man," I said, "Yeah, you smart as hell, but you don't know shit about certain things." But uh. I remember that show, and I can't remember the topic, but I remember him. He was very upset with something you said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was something about, but I know it was female related. And uh, boy, he was just. I was like, shit, see. But I remember one thing Mr. About Solution. It. Now, Mr. One thing Solution about and Ray I, and Ray went off I, on I, each I ain't other.
I, you know, one thing about it though, one thing I always done since the time uh, Q told me about this show, you know, like I say, I never got raw because I always let people talk and shit. You know, it's like because it's a show, you know. But I'm just saying. But man, when dudes say I was eating, I'm sitting up here like, yeah, man, don't don't think you getting me now, man. Cause shit, man, I'm gonna call you a fag so quick and ain't funny. But uh, uh, but you know that's the kind of nigga I am. But uh, but you you know, but that's what I like about the show. You give everybody a spot, but see, everybody can't handle that shit. Everybody can't handle that shit, you know. And see, one thing I can say about the, the the people that call in all the time, which is the ones on here now, and the people call in, you know, periodically, or whatever. One common thread we pretty much all have, or no, we we do all have, is like, you know, we we are our own individual. You see what I'm saying? But see, certain people over the years may may have not been able to handle the show because they don't know how to separate people's opinions or different people's thoughts or whatever from, from um, you know, from reality. It's almost like going back to the 80s, you know. Uh, everybody that could rap couldn't battle rap. So if you a show legend, you a battle rapper. You know, it's like you, you spit your shit because I'm getting ready to eat your shit up. That's how all us think. You know what I'm saying? We don't yeah. say like, oh, shit, you got the best of me. I ain't calling this motherfucking show no more. I'm going to go to another network. Hell no. Nah. We're going to be right back, same time, same station. You know, so. Well, I know for me, it was definitely the fact that Ray was married to Amanda. (laughs) Because I was like, Amanda is such a beautiful woman. You know, inside and out. (laughs) No, because I was like, if she loves him, there is something I am totally missing. So I said, you need to calm down because obviously I don't know everything going on there. He's not the evil guy I had made him out to be. Because there was sometimes I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. You know what's funny funny is it sounds like sometimes that she wants to jump through the phone and kill him. It, it, I would die because when those two go at it, it's just it's classic. It, no, I, have, I, I mean, I, I I respect that. I mean, if I was a woman, I would want somebody like Crystal to represent us as as women. But if I was a guy, I would want you know male representation. And a lot of times, when you have males and females. Like, when you get on regular TV, it's a lot you can't say, and, you know, you got to be politically correct, and, you know, like, you know, what happened with LeVar Ball and, and Christine or Christine Olivia or whatever, you can't really say what you want to say because people going to come down on you for it. See, with this show, we able to kind of say what we're thinking, you know. I never really wanted to get personal with it unless I felt like somebody was – you know, get personal with me. You know, you have a few guys over the, the years that say some things that, you know, I felt like, okay, we go from we talking to sound like you're trying to disrespect me. And if I felt like you're trying to disrespect me, then it'll go somewhere else. But, you know, like I said, I had my wife and stuff. A lot of times she say, you know, chill out. Or when you saying stuff against women, you married, what is that really saying? And 
people are thinking that it's, you, you know, it's like that at home. I always say, hey, I'm not talking about my wife, but I'm just seeing how females do things. This is from years' experiences, from friends that I've seen, relatives, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's, uh, I don't paint everybody with a broad brush. I just tell it the way I see it. And, you know, I can't be nobody but me, but, you know, I always try to have respect and, you know, always want to be milder sometimes. Cause sometimes I say, man, you know, I shouldn't have said this or said that because people are going to think or get the wrong impression. They're going to miss what you're saying instead of, you know, what you actually did say. So, you know, but it, it's it's been fun over the years. I mean, it's been a good outlet. And like I say, I mean, Crystal used to say some wild things, but she represents them females, you know. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna represent these guys. I mean, I know guys are wrong about a lot of things, but you know, when it comes to male issues, somebody got to stand up for them, you know. Whether it be child support, domestic abuse, I don't advocate anybody hitting women and stuff like that. But a woman shouldn't put their hands on you either. You know, if a woman hit me, and not my mom or my wife or one of my aunties or something like that. She got about a ninety-nine point five percent chance of falling on her ass, and that's just the way it goes. Ninety-nine point five. you know, if she, you know, she Michelle Obama or somebody, I might not drop her, but, you know, anybody else, you know, that's just something don't bother me. I'm not a bad guy, nothing like that, but do not hit me and expect nothing bad to happen. You know, you have a lot of these ladies just get up and throw drinks on guys and stuff like that. No, I'm going to drag you. That's just where it goes, you know, that don't make me uh, a bad person. I just feel like you don't put your hands on me, that's all. And then, Lord have mercy, if the bitch owes you some money, she she going to be on the Fixer Den commercial. Shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Lord. Better have my money? Well, you talking I'm about something else. Commercial, you know. <laughs> wow. And on that Ooh. note. Uh, like I said, zone coverage will will be on tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern, and uh, T2Q will be back on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, um, getting into whatever we decide we're going to discuss. I already know how to follow that. I can't even follow that. Um, next week we'll talk oh, about man. a little bit about this article I came across where this lady said she refused to be exclusive with a man until she got proposed to. She said that it did not make sense for her to date one guy um, and pass up on potentially other guys and allow this man to drag his feet waiting to see if he was going to marry her or not. So she continued to date whoever she wanted to date. And kind of let them compete until one man married her, and they've been happy ever since. Um, but it's an interesting, interesting story. So we'll get into that next week and a couple of other topics as well as T2Q keeps on rolling. 
Now we'll go ahead and shut things down. And Crystal, your final thoughts, please. You can discuss um, anything you discuss from Get Crystallized. You can discuss um, what did we talk about? We talked about uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day and how people approach that. Mm-hmm. And if sharing is caring. Or you can just talk about how great of a show host I am, and that's cool, too. Okay. All right. Um, first of all, <laughs> thank you for allowing me to bring a little of my Decrystallize to your show. For everybody who don't know what that is, go to decrystallize.net. Check it out. Um, join the newsletter. It's time to that. decrystallize. Mm, that's right. Anyway. Um, as far as Q, yes, of course, Q is great. You know, he's a Scorpio, so he needs this reassurance. So, you know, we all love him, and we think he's amazing, and he's smart and sexual and all that great stuff. So, you know, we love you, okay? Thank you, thank you. So true, so true. Yeah, exactly. All right, as far as toy sharing, I did talk about that. I, I agreed, um with Eminem regarding the fact that it was her fault for bringing the toys to the public arena. And I think someone else mentioned that as well. Cause I think that that really was the issue. I mean, that's your fault. You shouldn't have brought something like that. But then again, kids will be kids and they want to see new stuff and they want to see new things. Even if some of the other kids have the same thing that he had or something similar with as much cost or whatever, she doesn't know what these kids have and don't have. I mean, you'd be surprised at what some kids, what you may think is inner city ghetto or whatever, what they have at home, you know, and what they get all the time, you know, because, you know, a lot of these kids have huge families and all maybe one or two relatives do is just spend money and that's it, you know. So, you know, so they get stuff, you know, so you don't know what they have. And the kids just want to see. Yeah, they just want to see what you got, you know, whatever. And I remember when I was growing up in New York, the whole thing about kids in the playground was we had to fight. (laughs) That was the first thing you had to do. That's how we introduced ourselves. (laughs) You know, who are you Hmm. all of a sudden? So we we had to fight. I had to fight every time my mother moved. I had to fight the little you know, kids in the fucking playground just to say, oh, okay, she's all right. So she fought. Oh, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> so this is the stuff that you learn at that age. And I agree with what Eminem was saying about, you know, you think you learn stuff in your 20s or whatever, in your teenage years. No, no, no. Your formative years is from five, you know, well, actually three to five and up, you know, just those small years of of sponges. That's where you learn your who you are, how you're going to react to the world, and all of that. So, again, I believe she just, yeah, she's kind of made a, I think she was making a judgment for herself, really. You know, I bought this kind of a thing. She was really kind of projecting onto her child instead of just letting her child be who he was and let's see where he goes, you know. Um, as far as Father's Day regarding moms, I don't believe in that. I don't. I don't want a gift. I've I've never gotten a gift on Father's Day. I mean, I don't I don't really celebrate that day. Um, I do have a father, so I will say you know Happy Father's Day to my father. <laughs> but you know I didn't grow up with him. But 
I have built a relationship with him as an adult. So, you know, I'll say that. But I, I'm not one of those women who think that um, my kids should say, you know, that I'm their father. I'm not their father. I'm I'm their mother. And, yeah, I, I don't understand that. I don't get that. Um, I think what you should do as a single mother is if there's no father figure in the child's life, then just ignore the day. It's just a Sunday. Just, you know, have a Sunday dinner and move on. I mean, just like regular. Don't make it anything different or special. I mean, if your child wants to talk about it, because I think a lot of this comes from the child actually, you know, wanting to express something of anger or uh, loss of the fact that their father's not there and maybe their other friends' fathers are there. So they're expressing something. And that's something you can talk about. You know, that's good to express that with your child, to talk about, you know, your father not being there and et cetera. But, but other than that, no, I don't think a woman should do that. That's ridiculous. And I really love the fact that you play Bruno Mars. First of all, Bruno Mars is my new crush, and I totally love him. And I'm not alone, and he's, like, amazing. <laughs> and he has, like, this, this album he has out right now, 24 Karat. It just takes me back to the 19. 19- 90s is like a beautiful thing. I love that album. And I hate that it's only like nine, you know, songs on there. It's just amazing. It could have went on for another nine songs. It would have just been amazing. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there since you played that song. And I totally love that song. So, guys, you don't know how to treat a woman. Just listen to that song, What I Like. That is, every woman feels that way. That's why we get excited when men actually sing songs about stuff like that. That's why women love, like, Keith Sweat and all that kind of shit. You know, you think, why do you like Keith Sweat? He's, you know, whatever. No, people like, women love that shit because they're not hearing it at home half the time. So at least you want to hear a song. I mean, he's doing your work for you. Just play the goddamn song. That's all you got to do. But anyway, great show as usual. Um, Congratulations again on your 700th. Uh, you're counting down to something that you're not saying, but some sort of end beginning. So this should be interesting. So I'll hang out and figure out what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so. But anyway, so the girl with the nuts is out. <laughs> nah, female nuts. It's a difference. Female nuts. Oh, okay. Okay. I got to get the verbiage right. All right. Yeah. Right. See, we got we got cleavage in two different places. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate Crystal and um, <laughs> I appreciate all that you contribute to this show. And I look forward to You're getting welcome. crystallized with you. All right. Going forward, sound like we're getting high, doesn't it? All right. <laughs> but I'll go to you, sir. A great show as always. Um, I wanted to comment on the, you know, whether you should, you know, say happy father's day or whatnot to, you know, to the step parent. You know, when me and my ex divorced, you know, we tried to keep everything, you know, the way, you know, we tried to keep things as, as you know, level and even as positive as possible. Um, you know, we know we were going in two different directions. So, you know, we tried to make sure that the other people that came into our lives were a part of the family as well. And she was married twice before we got together. So, um, but the boys actually look at me to be the father. It's funny because they actually call me for 
remedies and things of that nature. They don't call their biological fathers. Which, I mean, they're a part of their lives also. But, you know, I raised them from a very young age until, the, you know, until they were grown. So it was, it's kind of ironic that they, you know, they look to me, even though they have their biological fathers, and I, don't, I said, look, I can't replace them. So, But, you know, that's, if they choose me to be, you know, that's what they call dad, I'm cool with it, you know. But I also had to make sure that, you know, they kept their relationships with their biological parents as well. So it just happens to work out, you know, to where, you know, when Father's Day comes, they they say Happy Father's Day to me. They say Happy Father's Day to their biological parents, and it's fine. You know, it it all works. So, you know, if, if that really comes down to the person that's involved, you know, the other parent and how – Everybody in, intertwines together, and that's really the way it comes down. What it really comes down to. But other than that, great show as always. And glad to be a part of it. I mean, seven hundred shows, man. And we've talked about a lot of different things on this show, and we're going to talk about a whole lot more. Um, we hit the topics real, uncut, unscripted. We just go at it, you know, from our own life experiences or what have you. And like Show says, no no experts, just opinions. Everybody has a right to opinion. I love it. And uh, looking for many more. So everybody enjoy the rest of the week. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I'm sure we'll talk to you on Zone Coverage tomorrow. And Ray? Yeah, uh, great show. I got in a little late, but... um. You know, it's been 700 shows, and it's been a long time, and we had a lot of laughs. We had some serious shows. We had a lot of disagreements. We had, you know, just a lot of a lot of conversation about different things. It's been real good over the years. I mean, you've always been, you know, a good host, a fair host. And, you, you know, just, just appreciate, you know, you being able to do this for as long as you've done it. And, um, you know, I enjoy it, but, you know, like my schedule changed and it's hard getting up early and staying up late some nights and this and that. So it's either one night a week or a no night. So a lot of times I got to, I got to choose sports because, you know, I love to have a situation where I could talk about sports. You know, I could do that pretty much all day, but... You know, I like shows where, you know, we could have uh, um conversation about, you know, different topics that's going on in the world. And, you know, I know me and uh, Crystal, we had a lot of disagreements, lots of disagreements, but she's been the female voice that's represented for the females the longest and the strongest, so... That's good because you don't want to just have all guys talking. Then we like the male version of the view or some shit like that. But <clears throat> we have everything going on, and you know I think that's why people listen. Some people call in and stuff like that. But as far as you teaching your kid to share, I think that's a good thing because we need more sharing in the world. We need more people being polite to other people. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you want to teach your kids not to be taken advantage of. 
just because you have some bad apples, that doesn't mean that you can't be a given person. So, you know, parents need to teach their kids to always share. And if you have something you want to share with somebody else who doesn't have what you have, that's good because, you know, all kids are not fortunate to have brand-new toys or the latest toy that everybody wants to play with. Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day, like I say, I think you should treat whoever you consider to be a parent like a mother or a father. I don't think that you should disrespect one parent over the other. Even if you grew up with a step-parent, it's okay to give them a card and it's okay to give your biological a card because both biological and step-parent can't live in a house at the same time but they both can have a role in the kid's life. So it's nothing wrong with you taking care of both parents, but I don't think you should neglect one over the other if they both were in the kid's lives. Now, if you're a parent, you know you didn't do what you're supposed to do, you know you didn't take care of your child, didn't call them on their birthdays or come to their plays or watch them play sports, I think you know you know where you stand. But if you did all these things, I think the majority of the kids will do right by the parent. But great show. And uh, I see a number like 750 up there. I don't know what you're planning on doing, but, you know, hopefully it'll be something good or I know it'll be something good. And, you know, hopefully we can bring something to the table to help you keep this thing going. But everybody have a good night and look forward to his own coverage. But we got to talk about that boxing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. I appreciate it, Ray, and all the stuff you bring to the show, man, having your opinion, sticking to it, not being swayed. Always appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you. Eminem, shut it down, man. Oh man, fantastic show! Uh, uh, great topics as always. You know, I don't have a lot to say on the topics. You know, most of them pretty self-explanatory. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shit. Uh, you know, this chick with the kid at the party—that's a motherfucker just wants something. Some people just say shit just to get some shit going on social media. You know what I'm saying? That bitch ain't that far out. She ain't that tripping. She just probably just like that. Um, like the Mother's Day, Father's Day thing, like I say, you know, I agree with everybody. You know, only thing different I got to say, but not necessarily different. Only thing, you know, I would like to add is that, um, you know, um, one of the, actually, one of the the best Father's Day, but even though it was something intangible that I received over the years, was I was getting a lot of um, Happy Father's Day from, just you know, just different people that know me, or uh, uh, or just kind of you know, seeing me over the years and stuff like that. And so it kind of made me think, like, well, damn, you know, what I'm saying, that, you know, I must be halfway doing this shit okay, even though you know, um, you know, ain't nobody rich and all that shit. But you know, what I'm saying, so it must be something somebody else seeing, like, you know, it's like, well, damn, I wish my nigga fuck my kids like this. So that made me feel good, you know, what I'm saying, got to keep that ego stroke, you know, what I'm saying. You know, so uh, uh, sometimes a uh, uh, ego stroke is it, it feel 
is damn near as good as getting both of your balls licked at the same time. But you know, it, it's all a state of mind, <laughs> you know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you're doing man, so well. <laughs> but this this show has this show has did so much for so many people. Uh, now now see now now what it is though a lot of people. Now, I'm not talking about nobody that's on the show now, but a lot of people that's done called in, they're not going to tell you that, Q, but this show has helped so many people. I uh, And, see, some people try to be slick with it, you know what I'm saying, which is cool. Ain't no problem with that. They'll send you something mm-hmm. on the, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll not email you. What, what's the other thing, man? Uh, it's uh, a message or Twitter? Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll just tweet something or something like that and just throw something out because they – but they'll always wait – and do the shit once the show going, or they'll do it right before the show starts. They don't stay around and see the body drop, but then they'll turn around and they, you know they hear different people saying it. And then uh, uh, Buck always had a great way of just kind of tying all of it up together to, you know, not make the people just do something too crazy, commit suicide or something. So you know, but I, I think they kind of got enhanced from everything everybody was saying, especially on stuff that was kind of like uh, serious stuff and relationship stuff and. Stuff like that. Uh, it's very unfortunate uh, with the with the uh, the little young chicks that used to come in and come come call in sometimes for advice and uh, right right you know with the, with the child because I know that impacted a lot of stuff. But uh, I I got a that was one of my favorite moments in the show because I'm saying like you know what I'm saying you know you got it's almost like a, a a passing of the torch you know what I'm saying you don't really have. You know, cats standing around. You know, you know, people game giving game to younger people on how to do stuff and how to make better decisions. And you know, because of one thing, people don't share knowledge no more. Number two, you got to be you got to be an open vessel to to receive the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, that's how I got to the point I was before it manifested. But I'm not. This ain't about me. This is about show 700. But uh, but uh, this show has meant so much to so many people. Uh, it has helped me, you know what I'm saying, man, like um, like I say, man, you know how you hear about these different little parables and stuff, and you hear about somebody saying stuff like, well, I always want to get rich, I want to get rich, and then they'll tell you this parable like, yeah, you know, you're going to get what you want, but it might be in, in a different way than you think you're going to get it. So I, one of the things, and I ain't finna die no time soon, but don't get me wrong, I have a lot more shit to do here, but... Um, one thing that I used to always say, I want to be known around the world, you know. But I always, you know, I was just like, damn, okay. Uh, got my shoulder fucked up in high school, so athletics was totally out of the way. So that was totally out of the way, you know. Uh, you know, entertainment career never even started. So I kept saying, shit, that's that's something I didn't think about. So when, when Q started the show, I still wasn't thinking about it. But then... You know, when this is at the time we were still working together, he was like, "Man, you know, I got some some listeners from, you know, he started naming different, not only states, but then it started to turn to different parts of the world and shit." So I was like, "Damn, you know what, man? You know, them light bulbs starting to go off." I said, "Damn, I saw we want to be heard around the world, but I'm like, man, this might be my damn vessel." So, man, for not a damn dime. You know what I'm saying? This show has helped fulfill all kind of things, man. You know, uh, we done met 
known people on this damn show. We done met, uh, um, you know, professional actresses and shit like that. I know Cherry Johnson's been on here. Uh, you know, Bethany Benz, you know what I'm saying? You know, people you seeing on TV and shit. I think Mama D was on here. I mean, I'm just saying, like, so, you know, when you take, you know, average motherfuckers, I ain't calling nobody average, definitely call myself average, but when you take, you know, average income people and you give them a, a, a open platform where, you know, and see what I like about your guests is when they come on, they already, they already is like, okay, well, I know he got people calling in, but this dude got show legends. See, like, now, what you're doing is from a show creative standpoint, but what it's doing, though, is really giving a platform to, it's kind of like a reward for those of us who's done, you know, stayed with you over the years calling in and stuff, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, that's kind of like our little, you know, I look at it like as the damn uh, gold star in the walk of fame or whatever. So that's your next move. You know, after 750, you need to just, you know, get some cement and shit, man, and we just put like a little blog talk, little sidewalk thing somewhere, you know what I'm saying? I think that'd be cool. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You know, steal some semen off a damn truck when they about to finish up the job. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't be that hard. But, uh, but yeah, man, but over the years, it's been great. You know, um, uh, it allowed us to meet many, many people. And, you know, and, and in many ways, we seem like we, you know, uh, even though the shit is verbal, but it seemed like we done did the show so long, it's almost like we looking at each other while we talking, especially the ones that call in and stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah. I just, uh, uh, the only regrets I ever had about the show, and these are not regrets, I just wish that more, and I, you don't hear me say it dozens of times, I wish more millennials would get involved, you know, just to give a different spin. Um, but, of course, you can't put a gun in nobody's head, you know. Um, and then I wish, uh, you know, more women would call in, because women have a ton of attitude and shit to say about everything, but, you know, it's just like, you know, hey, speak your speak speak your mind. But outside of that, man, I think everything's been you know ten ten and perfect. You know, so uh, I'm just glad to be part of this thing and want to keep it going. And you know, I'm not gonna let this damn show end without <laughs> being a a uh, 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 trumpeter for the millions who are listening right now. Listen, if you follow this show, you have got to understand the importance of passing bill 1313 you see what i'm saying if you turn on that international filter it's going to be bringing peace love and harmony to the world it's going to be like the 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 fruits of love literally and it's going to also add to the damn economy you know so for the people who just not hearing something about 1313 you know you late in the game but you know play back some of them shows and listen to the origin but Basically, 1313 is the full, unadulterated passing of legalizing a woman's ability, not no niggas now, but a woman's ability <laughs> to sell her precious body for a little change. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that's right. That's right. You got to pass it. You got to pass it. And I appreciate the platform. And... Fuck the FCC and all that shit like that because this shit wide open the way I like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. All right. 
I appreciate it, Eminem. Uh, all the Lord knows how many M&Ms you've probably created over the years. Can't keep up with all of them. But uh, yeah, it's 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 been fun, people, and you know, fifty more to go, and we'll see what happens. Uh, once we get to seven fifty, like I said, zone coverage will still be intact, but we got to see what happens with the Talk to Q Radio show. Uh, so, well, zone coverage is actually going to split out on its own. What's going to happen with it? Um, it'll be a zone coverage website and everything. So, I look forward to that coming soon. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll have fun with this and uh, keep the topics coming. If there's anything you want to discuss, you know how to get in touch with me. Send it my way, and we'll see what we can do. Um, Regarding that, um, I know as to see the next time we get on the Araby Zone coverage and Crystal won't be on tomorrow, she won't be back until June the 6th. So I'm going to go ahead and wish Crystal a happy early birthday now. Her birthday is on Friday. So happy birthday to you, Crystal. Happy birthday, Crystal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And Crystal will forward her address to you all to send gifts. Shit. Cha-ching, motherfucker. <laughs> Cha-ching, motherfucker. Yeah, so it'll uh-huh. be 29 all over again, so there it is. <laughs> 29 plus, sh- plus shipping and handling. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You doing anything special for yeah. your birthday? Not really. I'm on vacation now, so I'm just enjoying not having nice. to go to work. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of my gift to myself. You have a favorite, uh, like a birthday meal? Like with me, I gotta have a steak. You mean besides tequila? Um, yeah, I love steak. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> it's not steak. my birthday if I don't get a ribeye yeah. steak. Yeah. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Love yeah, it. You drank you drank enough of that tequila, you're gonna get crystallized on the second, so <laughs> good, good ending. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much, Q. And guys there, thanks all you guys. Thank you. Yep. Wish you the best. Wish you the best. So on that note, we'll go ahead and shut this thing down. I've enjoyed it. It's been great. And we'll come back next week and we'll do it again. We'll talk about this lady and her ex- exclusive dating issues, as well as other things we can discuss. Been a hey, minute since I've talked about you. Trump. And so what? Real quick question: Show number seven twenty-five is that zone coverage or the regular show? Do you have you counted it? Yet? If you counted it right now, barring any podcast, it would be zone coverage. Okay. Okay. Because so, 725 is kind of like one of them in-between milestones. It's almost like, you know, uh, yeah, 20 years versus 20. 25 is more of a milestone than 20, but 20 is still notable, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. kind of like that. <laughs> so, And I also want to thank um, my official sponsor, SF Valley, um, and I'll be sure to mention them more over the next couple of weeks. Um so my thanks to SFX Valley for being a, the official sponsor 
of show number 700 and the Talk to Q radio show. We uh, Hold on. What, what's that sponsor again? SFX. Oh, okay. I Valley. thought you said, ah, my bad. I'm listening to her. I thought you said XXX Valley. I'm like, what? Nah, S as in Sam, F as in Frank, okay. X as in Xylophone. Oh, so, uh, I like this young <laughs> lady that um, Eminem, Eminem and I know. Um, she said F as in refrigerator. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a couple so of y'all are thinking D? about that one. So what is D then? D is in what? <laughs> <laughs> Go to TalkToQ.com. <laughs> Sign up for the email newsletter so you can keep up with the show to know when it's coming out, what we're discussing. Um, And you can also learn more about the show, the show legends, and find the archives for um, previous shows. You can also go to iTunes, find me on iTunes, scroll back as far as it can go. Please leave a review if if you can, if you haven't done that already. Please go and leave me a review on iTunes. I love feedback, and um, you know, feedback is what gets me going. So, but uh, I had a great time, and like I said, we'll catch you all tomorrow. Talk about Kill Brook, Errol Spence, NBA Finals, and we'll be back next Tuesday with some more Talk to Q Radio Show. Everyone have a great night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? I am the soul that the builder refused. I am the visual, the inspiration that made ladies sing the blues. I'm the spark that makes your idea bright. The same spark that lights the dark so that you can know you're not from your fight. I am the ballad in your box, the bullet in the gun, the inner glow that lets you know to call your brother son. The story that just begun, the promise of what's to come. And I'm going to remain a soldier till the war is gone. Gone. <laughs> SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley. Time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube.